0: Welcome to That Vacation Co. podcast. I'm Caleb. Chanel is literally, physically quite next to me. Qu- quite? I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, but it is today. And uh, on this episode, this special, special episode of That Vacation Co., we are talking about jolly old London town, Londinium Part Du. I don't know why you have Roman and French in the same... Um, the same pronunciation guide there uh, for our show notes, Chanel. But why not Londinium, the ancient Latin name for for London, uh, when the Romans ruled the roost, so to speak. Um, and do I, I? don't know if I'm saying that correctly because I ain't French, but that means you know, two.
1: The Normans did conquer. This is true, but
0: this the Normans conquering was much after the 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 uh, Romans, I believe. Um, so anywho let's get on with the show. Today is our 50th episode. So happy 50th to us. I I yelled across the room to Chanel as she was getting ready here that it was our 50th episode and she goes, 50th anniversary? (sighs) This woman, I tell you. We just celebrated our 15th anniversary though of marital bliss or something like that. And uh, yeah, so 15 years of marriage, 50 episodes of podcasting later and we're still together. Uh, but we are talking about our journey to London. Uh, we have been um, focusing on our trip to the UK, but we wanted to keep the London flow going, even though these are the tail ends of our trip. You know, One side of it was the first day and a half, and today what we're talking about was the last couple days of our trip. Uh, and there's a whole chunk in the middle where we covered a good portion of the United Kingdom. So... Um, this, this has a purpose, this has a reason, and mainly it's, we, we want to keep our, our eye on London for these first two episodes, um, because we just had such a wonderful time in London, we want to keep all that information together, and, uh, Chanel has here on the notes to think of it like a sandwich. Um, London is the bread, the two slices of bread. We're going to go back for the stuff in the middle. A York sandwich. I don't know. (laughs) There There we go. A pasty. (coughs) That's not really two slices of bread. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm going to turn it over to Chanel, and she'll kind of kick us off here as we look at London part two.
1: Okay. Um, So, as we return to London, because at this point, uh, the notes that we're going through here is, like Caleb said, the last couple of days of our trip, returning to London, um, we had... That morning, I think, driven from Liverpool, driven through the Cotswolds, and then finding ourselves um, back in London in the early afternoon or um, late morning hour. <clears throat> we, our accommodations were back at the same hotel that we stayed at initially, Thistle Marble Arch. I kind of like that we wound up at the same launching pad it might have been cool to you know stay at a different part of the city Um, but it was kind of nice because we got somewhat familiar with our surroundings and it was a really great accommodation and I wrote in my notes this time we got a larger room with a better view and I do remember that I remember we got a bigger room with a better view which is a quite uh, quite a thing because like we mentioned before uh, hotel rooms a lot of times um, internationally tend to be smaller. Um, so this time we hit the streets again once we got back to our hotel and got our things put away. Um, this time we walked in a different direction um, and a, a kind of walked around a more residential area um, just north of Hyde Park. And I think we even started to walk into um, the Kensington Garden area a little bit. <clears throat> and it was very, um, very beautiful, beautiful paved Um uh, sidewalks with big paver stones and and really um, pretty townhomes that you could tell were probably quite expensive. Um, so that was really nice, just to see a different little corner of the city. And seriously, what we saw was so such sm- small areas of London. I mean, we had really in total, probably close to two and a half, three days in London, and there's just so much. There's so much to see and do. In fact, we'll probably do a later episode at some point talking about the things that we would like to do that we didn't get to do um, or things that we would like to revisit. That might be a fun episode in the future. Um, so at this point, it must have been near lunchtime, a lunch hour. And we decided, <clears throat> now don't now hear me out before you, before you boo us and jeer us, we decided to eat at McDonald's. Not because we hate trying international food and we're people who just want to eat American food, who just want to eat cheeseburgers. Wherever we go, that's not, that's not us. We like trying um, food for the, for the areas that we go. We really, we're we're fairly, advent, fairly adventurous eaters. Um, but we actually thought it would be fun to see how they do things differently. And it was fun. Um, and I'm glad we did it. And um, I noted in my, uh, in my journal that um, this McDonald's had a much more modern decor than the average American McDonald at the time and um, quite a few different menu options, which were fun and which we tried some different things that you, that you don't see or can't get in the States. Like it wasn't anything crazy or outlandish, but just some fun, like different sandwiches and different um, things to try. And we liked it so much. That we said we might make it a thing for future international travel. Like if we find ourselves in another country, in another city, we might try McDonald's wherever we go just to see how they do things differently because they really, it is different wherever you go. So, and it was probably a budget you know, um, conscious decision for us as well. We try, we were trying to do this trip on a budget as much as possible. So we thought, let's do it. Let's go for it. Why not? Let's have fun. We've had plenty of fish and chips. We've had plenty of tikka masala and curry and, uh, and all sorts of other dishes that we'll talk about later. Um, so we figured, why not?
0: And the funny thing is, we had debated about this For a while, because uh, we actually kind of sadly, I don't know, maybe we're just jerks, made fun of people who would do this, who would go, you know, across the world and, and only eat at the places that we have here in the United States. So how ironic, you know that that's where we would end up. So the the joke was on us. The, the egg was on our face. Uh, but no, it, it was fun. I remember uh, Chanel mentioned they had very different things. Uh, one of the most notable things, I would say, was the fact that their sizes, their portion sizes, were vastly different, much smaller. Um, we here in the United States, uh, we eat a lot of food. And we have massive portion sizes compared to the rest of the world. And so I I remember ordering a large drink and it was somewhere between the size of a small and medium here in the States. I ordered a large fry and it was somewhere more akin to the Happy Meal size that you would get here in the States. Um, We got, I, I just remember like, I think I ordered the Chicken Legend sandwich And I think Chanel had the chicken, bacon, onion. And a couple years after this trip, they tried this chicken, bacon, onion here in the the United States, although it was different. Um, It was shaped different and it it tasted different. And it just kind of flopped um, here in the States. But it was a popular sandwich in the UK. Both these chicken sandwiches were kind of more shaped like uh, the McRib is shaped. You know, it's kind of like a longer sandwich, oval shaped rather than like the circle chicken cutlet thing that we're used to preformed chicken patty um and and it was it, they both both sandwiches were good and we also had i believe we ordered a side of mozzarella sticks because they had mozzarella sticks or something like yeah, that
1: i, thought, I, I was thought, i was thinking maybe it was like onion petals or something but it was a different something different that you don't get at most american mcdonald's
0: yeah so overall uh it was fun Uh, They're McFlurries. They had McFlurries. They're different flavors than they have here in the States. We have M&Ms. We have Oreos. They had something called Flake, which is a uh, chocolate bar that they have in the UK. And I believe that they also had a Smarties um, flavor. So that's not Smarties like the American candy Smarties. There in the UK, Smarties are a little bit more akin to M&Ms. So uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Kind of, kind of different, but at the same time, reminiscent. Of course, um, because it is the Golden Arches, it's you know reminiscent to what we got here in the states.
1: I think it's funny um, the things that we remember in detail better. Caleb could really remember that meal. I mean, I remember that meal. I remember sitting there. I, I remember people watching as we because we ate near a window and we just kind of watched people go by. And uh, I remember eating different things than what we would eat in the States, but I, I couldn't really tell you the details that Caleb did. But Caleb's got a good memory for food details. I have a good memory for like aesthetic details. Like like I said, I can remember walking on the paver stones and, and things like that around the park. Uh, and I can remember light sconces and uh, doorknobs and random things like that. And Caleb can tell you more in detail about food. So it's just funny how our how our brains are wired, what kind of things we remember. Um, so uh, moving right along, I don't want to talk too much more about McDonald's. We don't need to talk that much more about McDonald's. And so um, the next thing, okay, so that, uh, we did some more walking that afternoon. I think if I remember correctly, Caleb and I found ourselves in a shady spot of town because I wanted to be, as we jokingly tongue-in-cheek say lead of the spirit and I just, you know, Mm -hmm. took us, I just took us down an alleyway and sometimes this goes really well and sometimes we find pleasant surprises and we really, and sometimes, you know, it doesn't go so well and this was one of those times where I'm like, hey, let's turn down this street, this looks cool and we found ourselves... in an area that was maybe a little questionable and made Caleb a little nervous. And, um, but we made it clearly we're here, right? So, um, that was the end of our day. Just, you know, more walking around London, um, and seeing more, uh, that we didn't see the first day that we were there. So, um, the next day we had a full day in London. We started our day with a bus tour of London. That was part of our whole package that we did And it was, um, you know, maybe a two to three hour tour in the morning to really the purpose of it is to really orient you and, you know, help you see, of course, help you see some of the major landmarks. So you can kind of tick those off your list and, and do so easily. It would be harder to do so on foot, but on a bus, you're able to really get around and, you know, see a lot of things. And it was informative. And our guide, you know, she gave us all kinds of information, which I probably don't remember a lot of it. Um, but it was really great. We got to see some of the major things, the London Eye, the Houses of Parliament, a.k.a. Big Ben for all of us Americans, um, and saw we actually saw some of that on foot later as well when we were walking. I think we got some pictures just from walking um, on the streets. We saw some of those things, too, but that was really you know, cool to be able to knock some of those things off uh, our list, which really it, they weren't a big deal for me, but we saw them. Um, One thing that our tour did also include was the changing of the guard, which is, you know, a huge uh, thing for tourists. And and I hate to say it, but I was not a fan. Um, Not because of the ceremony itself. Um, I'm sure that if I were able to be able to see it on a much less crowded day... When I could see everything better, being the shortest person in the crowd sometimes is really difficult. Um, I'm sure it's um, really cool and probably even moving, but um, it actually felt, for me, that day, it felt unsafe. There were so many people crowded together. It was a beautiful. We had another beautiful day. I have to say. All the days that we were in London, the weather was clear it was the temperature was perfect it, gorgeous weather um for London honestly um so I imagine that means more crowds you know more people are out and um that day at the at Buckingham Palace, it was just so crowded, and I remember being so packed in that I felt like, man, if one person takes off that we're gonna get trampled
0: well, I remember feeling very much the same way and it's interesting because where we started and according to our guide this was the best spot to start uh, we would be on the mall the mall and we would see the horses um, as they come down and head towards the gates there at buckingham palace and she had like one of those little sticks that identify with the tour you know holds it in the air and i just remember her like taking off you know to keep up with the horses and get us to a position where we could see the changing and I'm you know we had several elderly people with our group and I'm like these people are going to bust a knee or something like this is crazy like we're we're hightailing it down trying to get a spot, you know as this thing is going on and it just it wasn't really as enjoyable as I had hoped um and there's probably different ways to do the changing of the guard and maybe camping out and getting a good spot to just be kind of situated in a more prominent spot, and you don't have to move around is better, um, but yeah, I, I kind of likewise was kind of fearful that you know if if something goes wrong there's going to be a trampling, and uh, i don't want to be on that end of it, so not as enjoyable for me
1: right i think I think she had a nice concept, and on a much less crowded day, it might have gone much better and might have been pretty cool. Like like Caleb said, we kind of, we didn't start at the very front of the palace like you might think you should. We actually, like he said, we were on the mall a little bit so that we could kind of walk along with the horses and, and get up there and see. But it was just so crowded. It was so, so crowded. And so it's probably honestly not something I would attempt again just because my experience was kind of eh. Maybe if I was there with the right people and the right time, maybe. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things been there, done that. Um, I don't even think it was that high on my priority list to begin with, but it was. It was included. It was part of the, part of the day. And so, you know, went in, went in Rome, went in London, went in Londinium. Um, so after our morning tour, dropped us off. Um, I think at a f- central location in the area that we. I don't think we went back to our hotel. Uh, We attempted Westminster Abbey. I did want to see Westminster Abbey, and I do want to see Westminster Abbey if I ever get to go back. But it was so crowded that day. Again, we were there at this point. Our whole trip was um, between late July and early August. So at this point, at the end of the trip, we were there in early August. The weather was gorgeous. Um, I'm sure it was still, um, you know, quite a bit of tourist season And um, the line to get into the Abbey was so long. Um, It was wrapped around the building, and we just did not want to... We had already spent a good part of our day doing the tour and doing that. We didn't want to spend a lot of our day waiting in lines. So we said, well, next time. (laughs) We'll just have to come back next time. Um, And part of that, and I'm probably dating this trip, Uh uh-oh. We think that part of the reason for that line also was the fact that we weren't we weren't there too long after the marriage of Kate and William, um, so everybody wanted to see the abbey everybody wanted to get to the abbey to get wedding um, souvenirs and memorabilia because they still had that kind of stuff there, and we actually did go into the gift shop, because that was fairly easy to do. And I think we did get a few souvenirs. I think I got my mom one of their wedding programs, and I got <clears throat> a Christmas tree ornament. And um, maybe, I can't remember, I may have like caught a glimpse or something. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, we need to go back to Westminster Abbey for sure. Um, so after that, we walked over to Trafalgar Square and the National Gallery, which I think the National Gallery was one of the things one of the many things that I, I wanted to do if we got to go there. I I do love a good art gallery, especially um, major art galleries that have major um, recognizable pieces of artwork. And um, so I was glad we got to do at least some of the National Gallery. The The National Galleries are often huge, like thinking of the one in D.C. and everything also. Um, and it would be hard to do it all in one day, or you might be able to do it all in one day, but you wouldn't really have room for anything else. So we um, we saw some things there, some beautiful things there. We got to see the Van Gogh sunflower painting, and I wrote in my notes that it was larger than I thought it would be. And um, it's interesting because I was re- as I was reading that in my notes, I thought to myself, hmm, I thought I saw that in the D.C. National Gallery, but I guess I saw it at the London National Gallery. So it's just a funny uh, instance of how your memories can bleed together. And so it's good to keep a travel journal um, because I had those notes. I was able to note that and – you think you'll remember details like that, but you often don't. So it was cool that I was able to nightly, or may, I don't think I wrote in it every night, but at least shortly after the trip when my memory was still fresh, write down some of those details. So, um, Caleb, do you have any thoughts on Trafalgar Square and National Gallery?
0: Yeah, um, I enjoyed the National Gallery. Nah i don't know if i just said national or natural (laughs) the national gallery words are hard um that so discovering that i like going to galleries art galleries is something that kind of surprised me because i'm not necessarily like an art aficionado or anything like that Uh, but i ever since our washington dc trip i've enjoyed when we stop at a gallery so we've Visited the National Gallery in DC, the National Gallery in London. We've gone to um, the Dallas Art Museum. Uh, we've gone to um, art museums in Baton Rouge and and elsewhere as well. Uh, and I've I've just discovered that I enjoy that. And so getting to see the National Gallery in in England was was very enjoyable. I really liked it. And there's several paintings that. I you know enjoyed seeing I I I like Van Gogh, I you know I, we have this magnet of a painting of a horse that we saw and I wish I could remember I, I didn't actually do any research on that before we did that uh, did this episode but I just I, I always remember that that painting uh, was pretty cool looking even though it's about as simple as it can be. It's huge. It, it's huge. The detail is great, but it's just a horse. Like it's literally just a horse. Uh, but it, but it was so cool to see. And um, as you can tell, by the way I'm talking, I am not an art aficionado. I don't, I'm, I don't know much about it. I just enjoyed it. Um, but that was fun. I remember Trafalgar Square being uh, pretty packed out in the square area itself. Um, and I remember the the countdown clocks to the London Olympics being out, and that was pretty cool to see those. Um, Chanel has in our show notes, uh, that she, she didn't have it in her personal notes, but we did eat lunch in this area, uh, before we visited the gallery and I'll let her, uh, fill you in on the information of it, um, and kind of how we heard about it. And then I will jump in to give my food review.
1: So I'm trying to remember how we heard about it. I feel like a friend or somebody tipped us off and, um, a friend of a friend of a friend tipped us off to it. A, a good friend of ours that loves to travel as well. Our good friend Chase had a friend that uh, gave us some tips and mentioned eating in the Crypt of St. Martin. And I thought, well, that sounds super cool. Crypt, crypt of St. Martin in the fields, I guess, is the official name for it. And um, it was in that area. I think this was actually before we went to the gallery and, um, Caleb keeps editing a crypt of St. Martin in the fields church.
0: The crypt is not part of the name. It's St. Martin in the fields church.
1: (laughs) Okay. Anyway, point is, is we ate in some really old tombs, um, which was cool. Like the concept was cool, but it was rather crowded um they they're moving people in and out of there, so it must it must be a thing it must word must have gotten out about this um and I remember the food being mediocre i got uh i got some quiche i love quiche and this quiche was not amazing quiche, but it was still cool that I was eating in a burial crypt so there's that
0: yeah i I feel the same uh the location was cool yeah you're eating in a crypt it's kind of of interesting. Um, I would maybe qualify the food at the time that we went as cafeteria food at best. Um, I had fish and chips, and it was the lowest ranking of the food items that I ate while we were there in England. And I have to be honest, we we ate some things in a couple places that were not spectacular. And this one ends up at the bottom of the pile. But having said that, um, sometimes food is as much about the atmosphere as it is the food itself. And, uh, you know, to say that you've eaten in a crypt is pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, it's worth a shot. You know, people have been doing this for like 30 years, according to the website. It's called Cafe in the Crypt. Um, the church is St. Martin in the Fields. It's right on the edge of Trafalgar Square. Um, so that it's worth it just for that experience, uh, but yeah, not, not my favorite meal. Um, so, yeah.
1: And as most things in London, even McDonald's is going to run you a pretty good bit. It's just, it's expensive. Um, so... After the gallery, we were exhausted. We were utterly exhausted. We had done a good bit of walking between our tour that morning and visiting the gallery. We had walked around quite a good bit. Um, Just, you know, taking it in, seeing the sights. Because it was such a short trip, like I said, I didn't want to spend too much time taking transportation here and there or standing in long lines to see things. So our decision was kind of like, let's just see as much as we can on foot um, because our time is short and also just trying to be budget conscious. That's um, that's why we made those decisions. Also, one of the reasons that we went with the gallery, um, one of the reasons that I love galleries as much um, as just loving art and seeing things like that, Is um, they are a great budget conscious um, travel attraction. Um, You often can get into galleries free or sometimes suggested donations, or you know, they but they tend to be on the lower end of the spectrum as far as paying for things to do when you're in various places. So that's another reason that I love galleries. So after we were done with that, we were kind of sitting on the steps there outside of the gallery and just bemoaning our existence a bit and just trying to nurse our feet, which were just killing us at this point. I mean, I think at this point, no amount of blister Band-Aids or good socks and good shoes, like at some point your feet are just, your dogs are barking. And so we decided out of desperation and exhaustion to take a cab to our next spot. And we decided that we wanted to go back to Harrods because we kind of (laughs) enjoyed it. I know it's just a big mall, basically, but it's really not. Um, We decided to go back to go pick up a few last-minute souvenirs. Our day was kind of starting to wind down, and we thought, let's head over that way. We'll get some souvenirs. We'll find a bite to eat and uh, whatever. Um, But we just... You know our our feet were killing us, so we decided to take a cab, which we probably should have done anyway, because it would have been quite a walk I think um, so we decided to um, luxuriate a bit and take a cab, and honestly, it was one of the best decisions that we made the whole trip um, because what we would see next was one of our favorite one of our favorite London experiences um. And nearly, uh, I wrote in my book, in my travel journal, that it nearly brought me to tears. I got really sappy in my journal when I wrote about how I felt about this this particular cab ride. Um, but of course, not knowing really very much the lay of the land and and how to get from place to place, uh, we didn't know what route the cab driver was going to take us like we just didn't know we just said we need to get to Harrods and um so he proceeds along and we find ourselves turning down the Mao which we were there earlier that day um but we had this spectacular view from a cab um of Buckingham Palace dead ahead and all of the British flags flanking us and I just remember thinking in that moment Wow, the Queen of England and I in this moment are no different. We have the same view. And I even wrote in my journal, I had the same view as William and Kate on their wedding day. Oh, my gosh, that's so cheesy. But that's what I wrote. Oh, <laughs> um, so... Shouldn't, uh- um, Chanel travel Chanel, I guess, gets kind of sappy, but anyway, it really was a gorgeous view, and it really was super cool. And Caleb and I both just loved it, and I think he tipped the cab driver really well um, for just doing his job. But that's cool.
0: Well, I I remember the cabbie telling us like, hey, do you do you want to you know obviously I can't remember the exact words he used, but you know, do you want to do you want to take the scenic route? Which of course. I'm thinking, yeah, of course you want us to take the scenic route because that's going to, you know, add a couple pounds to the to the total bill at the end of this, but we were like, why not? Let's do it. Not knowing that he was going to take us down the mall and afterwards I was just like, here take all the money, um because that was just that was just so cool. And um I think this brings us to one of our big points about this trip. You're going to hear us talk about it probably a couple more times. And that's when you travel take advantage of little splurge type things. It it will cost you a little extra money, sure. Uh, But in the end, oftentimes, these are the memories that matter and last the longest and and matter the most. And uh, I think there's a couple instances in this trip, especially, where that is so true for us. I mean, we're going to get to it in a second when we talk about Herod's, But you know, things that we talked about for for days on end about whether we should do it or not. And then we would finally decide to do it. And it's like, oh, my goodness, that was so worth it. And this is one of those things, like, we didn't really plan on taking a cab. Um, we had heard that, you know, some of the best information is told by a cabbie, you know, get a black cab. Um, they're, they're little cabs that are black cars. They're they're all over London. Uh, make sure you get one of those, and they—they um, they know everything about London. So get a cab, you know. But we were like, ah, oh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Well, this was so worth it, and one of the highlights of our trip. So make those decisions on a whim and splurge a little bit because those are memories that will last for a long time. And and sure, it's a little extra money. It might it might require a little bit of extra planning and budgeting uh, on the financial side, but it is worth it to spend a little bit extra if you can afford it for those special moments.
1: Right. Because actually, if we had done the opposite, we were so tired, we were starting to get cranky at that point. Um, If we would have just pushed through and, you know, decided, oh, let's walk to the nearest, you know, train station and take the nearest, you know, that would have been more walking, we would have been even more dead tired and exhausted and probably ready to rip each other's heads off. (laughs) So it was a good it was a good decision in many ways. Sometimes it really is just worth it to pay extra sometimes for things like that. You just gotta um, know how to make those decisions. So we wind up back at Harrods. The trip has come full circle at this point. And um, we're...
0: Angry at Harrods.
1: <laughs> we're angry and tired at Harrods together. And um, we look around. Maybe we got some souvenirs. Um, probably a couple of souvenirs for our uh, niece and nephew at the time. And... Um, we again there's still our niece and nephew there's they still are <laughs> and there have been some added to that number since then but um another spur of the moment exhaustion decision but ended up being so worth it i think we mentioned in our first episode that we had eyeballed a place that does that did probably still does um english you know a, the full english afternoon tea high tea. And we had saw the we saw the price tag for it. I want to say it was somewhere equivalent to a 100 bucks for the both of us at the time. Um, some, you know, some somewhere in that ballpark, which at the time seemed like a whole lot of money to have tea. Um, But we decided, you know what, when in London, let's just do it. Um So there we were on this rooftop, Terrace, actually called The Terrace, super original. Um, I think it was part of, or at least adjacent to, a a pretty posh restaurant up there called The Georgian, um, which looked really nice. Um, And we just decided to go for it. And so there we are, sitting on the rooftop of Harrods, overlooking the city, having just um, the most fabulous British tea that you could ever imagine. We're not talking about little, you know, paper. Paper bags in a cup, you know that kind of thing. No, we're talking beautiful loose leaf tea. Uh, you know, all of the finery is there. We've got the the little three tiered tower of um of treats. All the all of the treats that you would think of that go with afternoon tea. We had little finger sandwiches and and probably some macarons and the best scones and clotted cream that you will ever eat in your life. I have not been able to find any to its equal, so good. it was just amazing, and it was worth every penny of that hundred or so bucks because we were exhausted, but we had enjoyed this wonderful week long trip um we it was just the great it was a great capping off to the whole thing. It was just a great way to end it all, and I'm so glad we did it
0: yeah i I distinctly remember it being. The most, I don't know, the most typical London experience, and understand this, like, this is coming from an American, Um, like, this is what I thought of when it came to, like, we should do the full London experience, and... At the same time, like I was probably the one that was fighting it the most as far as like, oh, it's expensive. Cause Chanel said a hundred bucks, but it actually was more than that. I don't remember the exact amount, but um I'm just so grateful we did it. You know, we splurged on it, yes. Um in the long scope of things was you know, could that money have been used for better things? Absolutely it could. But um we enjoyed it in the moment and we've continued to enjoy it all these years. Later, thinking back, we often look through these pictures, or at least I do, and I see the pictures from from tea time, and it's just it was so, so worth it. a nice little romantic moment in, you know, a, it, to cap off a wonderful trip that we had. I don't I don't think we could have capped off that trip any better. Um, so I, I would absolutely do it again. I would absolutely suggest it for anybody. Of course, as all things do with time, the restaurants have changed, the names have changed, uh, but you can still enjoy a high uh, afternoon tea uh, at Harrod's um, with all its finery, and it it is so worth it. It's so fun, Um, and and wonderful memories all these years later. Uh, Wonderful memories uh, that I, you know, I believe we'll continue to think back fondly upon, and. That's one of the reasons we travel, you know, to to make memories together, um to make memories as a family. Um you know, these are the type of memories that you're going to remember for a lifetime that if you travel with your family that your kids are going to look back on and be like, "Oh, do you remember that time we did this and how fun that was?" That's why that's why we do these things to enjoy the world that's around us, to see new sights, explore new things, taste new things. I I can remember those those scones were slamming. And for the rest of my life, I have tried uh, and will try to find scones of equal merit, and I it cannot be done. I, I'm sorry. I've never tasted a scone that was as good, and I've never had a scone with clotted cream that was as good. I remember various jams and jellies and um, the, the cucumber sandwiches and, and all sorts of things that we had on this, this three-tiered tea caddy, whatever you want to call it. And it was just simply amazing.
1: So bottom line is splurge a little sometimes, live a little. Um, So after this, we decided that it would not be a full London experience unless we took the tube back to our hotel area. So basically, you know, we tried most modes of transportation in London. Um, We took a cab, we took a bus, we walked, and we decided we need to take... The tube as well. Um, It was quite an experience. I think we hit it right about rush hour. And I was feeling particularly like freaked out and claustrophobic anyway that day. Like just being underground with that many people um, really is unsettling to me. And I've taken this type of transportation before. Um, I guess really the only other thing I can liken it to is the metro system in D.C., um, which I've taken lots and um, just does not feel the same at all for some reason, or didn't, to me anyway. Um, So this was kind of scary and pretty claustrophobic and a bit smelly. And um, it was, yeah, I was glad to be out of there and done with it and back up um, with the sky over my head and not... Lots of concrete and lots of people everywhere, all around me. Uh, But we did it; we survived. There you go. Um, That night we back to our hotel. Uh, Before I say that, do you? Before I go on, do you have anything about the transportation?
0: Just in in general, uh, when traveling uh, via, you know, mass transit, whether it be um, a bus or or. You know, a tube type situation, the underground uh, rail, whatever. Um, just have a plan. Know where you're going. Find out what line you need to get on. London is a massive uh, underground transit system, so make sure you know what you need to get on. Um, I have found Washington D.C. to be the easiest to transport. Um, London was easy to know where we were going but it was massively crowded. And of course, some of that probably has to do with what time we got on, all that kind of stuff. Um, I remember at one point, no longer standing vertically. Um, as the the crush of the people, I was at like a an angle, uh, just kind of hoping that the person next to me didn't move too suddenly or I would topple uh, because I just had nowhere else to go. Uh, very claustrophobic-inducing claustrophobic and uh, very smelly. Uh, but we made it Uh, but always have a plan always know where you need to go always have an idea of how much it's going to cost so that you can quickly move in move out because that whole system that whole group of people they are they know exactly what they're doing where they're going and so if you're sitting there going i don't know if this is the right place let's stop and ask questions you're going to hold up a lot of people and probably make some people mad so have a plan
1: Caleb's really good at that. I'm really not. I can be when I have to be. If I'm traveling by myself, I can do it. But when Caleb's around, I'm just like, okay, you tell me where to go. Um, So anyway, that night in our hotel, we are back at our hotel resting in our room. We heard what we thought was a parade at nighttime. who knows crazy Americans. We thought some kind of parade party in the streets, but really what it may have been. And I looked at it on the map to see like how close we were to the supposed area. Don't know for sure. But that last night that we were in London, a literal riot, a literal riot had broken out and um, we didn't know it that night. But the next day when we were in the airport, waiting on our plane, we're watching the news, and we find out that um, riots were starting to break out in London. And um, I looked it up a little bit on Wikipedia. And um, there were uh, over the span of almost a week, um, there were some pretty significant riots in London over it was over police um, violence and um, just struggles with that. The details I, I don't know or remember, um, but it was it was it was that sort of thing, and um, the riots lasted for nearly a week, I believe. Lots of property was damaged. Um, at least five people lost their lives. And um, what what they called copycat violence um, was happening in some of the other major cities and other, other towns um, all around England at the time. So um, that was just a fascinating little tidbit. We were kind of sitting in the airport going, oh... That was the parade that we thought we heard or something to that effect. Um, But so for the next several days, we actually kept an eye on it and, you know, watched the news unfold there a little bit. And uh, we were like, wow, kind of glad we got out of there. when we did because it kind of turned into a dumpster fire for a few days. So um, anything can happen when you travel. But ultimately, we were safe. Nothing happened. We were looking at it on the map. We were, I think, a safe enough distance from everything that was going on, but perhaps still close enough to be able to hear some of what was happening. Um, So that being said, uh, this was the end of an amazing trip, but this is still the beginning uh, sort of, of this fun series that we're going to do. So stay tuned for more episodes that are going to be more focused on the English countryside um, and various towns and hamlets and things like that. It's going to be... At least for us, it's going to be fun because I'm really enjoying reminiscing and going back and reading these things and remembering some details that I forgot. So stay tuned for more episodes. We're going to be going through the English countryside and even a little bit of Scotland. Um, So stick with us.
0: We are That Vacation Company, serving you the most delightful destinations.